What's up, everybody? We are back like we stole something. Well, would you really be back if you stole something? You would leave, right? Uh, yeah, I'd probably leave. Yeah, yeah well, uh, well uh, back like we left something. <laughs> sure. That, I mean, that's way more appropriate. Yeah. It, and way less, like, you know, <laughs> racial profiling. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome back to the A Show. Uh, episode nine. We're almost at a, at a banner banner tenth episode. How do you feel? For nine weeks, I could do this. <laughs> You've done two belts for almost two hundred weeks. This is different. This is a second podcast. <laughs> so essentially, for the past nine weeks, I've done two podcasts a week. You know how draining that is. Oh my! Get the fuck out of here. This isn't even. This isn't draining at all. You're talking about something. This isn't draining. This isn't draining at all. But you know, like I gotta mentally prepare. Like I can't just you know I don't I don't do things half ass. I just I have to mentally prepare before every podcast I go into. Look, luckily you handle more of the producing of this podcast. Yeah, I do, and you so know, we we get better. I, we get better and better every time. All right. Well, you know what? Fine. Better and better. But we're we're back this, this is, week. The A Show is, is, is back again. Uh, very, very great week in wrestling. Uh, we're winding down the year, um, and we have a couple of big stories just at the top of the at the top of the show here. Um, we'll, we'll just jump right into No Holds Bar. We'll just just get right into it. Um, first of all, I mean, I, I think everyone. This is something on everybody's mind as 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 we've gone through the week, and we've we've literally heard nothing about it since the announcement or of everything. But uh, on Sunday night, I believe, uh, Rich Swan from 205 Live uh, was arrested uh, in Gainesville, Florida. It was it Florida? It was Florida. They live in Florida, right? It was Florida. It was yeah. 100%. I, I don't know if it was Gainesville, but it's, it was definitely Florida. Rich Swan arrested. I didn't, have, <laughs> I, I didn't have my notes out. I need to. I literally. It's terrible. I need it's to have my notes we, out. You know, it's just terrible in general that we have to, uh, we have to type this. I know then, you would have never. Like, the mugshot comes up, and it's not good looking at all. Yeah. No offense to Rich Swan. It's like it's not. It's not. It's not good. It's like when you Google Rich Swan, all we're gonna get now is domestic violence charges. Like it's not cool. It's not dope. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's Florida. I, I I opened my notes and 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 yeah. It was he was uh he was arrested in Florida um on charges of assault. Um, and false imprisonment. Uh, I think when we saw this story come out uh, really late at night on um, Saturday night, um, we, we, I guess, just like everyone, we were in awe. It came out really, really late. I want to say it came out around 12 a.m. my time. So it, it was definitely 3 a.m. on the East Coast uh, and elsewhere. But um, he, you know, according to, to the police, uh, Swan was driving uh, with, it, with his wife. Uh, how do you say her name? Venara? It's a... <laughs> Sue Young is the easiest way to say her name. Um, <laughs> Sue Young. Um, <laughs> Sue Young is the easiest way. It's her, it's her name. It's her. That's how she makes money. <laughs> yeah, Sue Young is, is his wife. They were married uh, nine months ago, and uh, they they were coming back uh, from a show that she was she, that she was performing in when things got heated. Uh, she tried to exit the vehicle, uh, and some things happened. I don't really want to just you know go through that. It's it's kind of tough to read. Um, and Rich was, was subsequently arrested and he was out on bail less than 24 hours, less than eight hours later. Um, he, his case was assigned to a judge. And, uh, as far as we know, his, his, 
you know, this this could be up to five years in jail for him for the false imprisonment if the uh, the district attorney chooses to to press those charges on him. Um, how'd you feel when you heard about the story? And I, and just uh, just a disclaimer, just a disclaimer. I, th- I think we should let everybody know you are friends or you're cool with Swan's wife. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm friends with her. I've been friends with her for pretty much over a decade now. So when I um, when I initially read the story, oh, I I read the story and I saw the headline. And I was like, oh crap! I felt for her, and then I actually read what happened, and then I said, oh crap! I really, really felt for her. Um, it's it's tough, especially when you you, uh, you know the person personally who's sort of been through this entire situation, and and I know her, and I'll just say this, you know. I won't go into much of, you know, my personal relationship with yeah. her or them or anything. But I just know that they she really, really genuinely she really, really genuinely cares for him, really genuinely loves him. Um, they've, you know, they've they've what they've liked to do I felt for her in, in sort of a couple of instances because I just the horrible thing that happened to her and then also a lot of her public and a lot of her private information sort of going public or at least this private thing going public um I know with her she likes to keep her um all her things sort of private really really private like n- n- no one really no one really knew when she got married no one when no when they started dating no one knew the details of their relationship they didn't really tout it around or anything um so it was kind of private, so I sort of felt for her in that sort of sense. But when I just saw everything, I feel for him. I feel, you know, just because it's also a situation where he was on the upswing once more. Yeah. Could have became a two-time Cruiserweight champion for all that for all we know. And, and then this sort of situation happens. And yeah, and, and, and I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to, to, to say that too. Um, WWE, acted, WWE acted very swiftly, as they usually do, and they often do in these situations. Uh, and they suspended uh, Rich immediately, indefinitely. Um, you know, they have a zero-tolerance poli- zero policy regarding his domestic violence. And uh, they they usually wait to see how these how these things pan out, and they they usually decide whether they want to bring him back or not. Just I mean to be clear and, and just be completely upfront, I I don't think Rich is coming back to the WWE. I don't think he'll be back. Yeah. Um, Regardless of how this shakes out, I don't think he'll be back. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 hard to shake off. You yeah, know, yeah. these are these are tough allegations to shake off, especially the fact there's witnesses. There's everything going on with the sword, and it's 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 really it's really kind of difficult for all parties involved, not just you know personally, but just professionally as well. Yeah, because you know Rich Swan comes from a background both his parents died; he's really been on his own for the past ten years or so, and then he makes he makes it to the pinnacle of where you can make it in the in in wrestling, and then this sort of happens that kind of. You know, it was kind of like 10 steps forward and like 100 steps back now. He's really working behind the curve. And even for Sue, um, I don't know how this sort of shakes out, but I know she was also um, didn't, she was also trying to anticipate, you know, getting back into the WWE ring one day. She, she worked for the company previously about 10 years ago, um, 
that that stint didn't necessarily work out and she was released and she's made a profile a bigger profile for herself on the independence she was hoping she'd come back one day um and it's it's just an unfortunate situation for all parties it's none of this is good like none of it at all like none of it sits well with me um and and i've been trying to sit with it for a couple days now you know um yeah it's just it's it's just bad all over Really bad situation uh, for all parties, uh, and you know, as always, on the A show every week, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on whatever happens. But as of right now, Rich Swan is out of the WWE. He is suspended, and they've already pretty much started to move on completely from him. But uh, moving on to something a little bit lighter and, and actually a little bit cooler, in my opinion, uh, yes. WWE announced this morning that they're going to be airing a new show called Mixed Match Challenge, which will be airing exclusively on Facebook Watch next month. And uh, this is pretty much a, a really kind of kind of cool idea where, where uh, they they match up uh, two different uh, a male and a female wrestler together and they have basically mixed tag matches on the show. It's going to be a 22, 25 to 25 minute show. That they will be taping uh, after SmackDown every single um, every Tuesday night, which has already put into question, you know, where 205 Live is going. But we already know it's not going anywhere, but we just don't know when it's going to be taped. Uh, or air, <laughs> or, or air, yeah. Um, the uh, they, they're also reporting that this show, with this show, Facebook is paying for the distribution rights to to the show, and I guess WWE is using these eleven to twelve episodes to figure out, you know, if they if they want to continue this, and essentially the winner of the of the uh, eleven week tournament will uh, they'll win at the hundred thousand dollars for a charity of their choice, and it's going to be completely random pairings. I think already confirmed is uh, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Nia Jackson and Enzo Amore are a lock um, just because of storyline reasons. But I also I, they're saying that Finn Balor's in it and they're saying that Bailey's in it and a couple other people are going to be in it, too. I love this idea. And I'll tell you why I love this idea. First of all, it's a tournament. I love tournaments. Yeah. Um, big fan of tournaments. Um, and it's and the, for the tournaments they've done over the past couple of years, they've done the May Young Classic, the Cruiserweight Classic, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. This is really the first one that just involves main roster stars. Yeah. So you get to see sort of the main roster who are usually in storylines and the th- in, in the throes of it all, and they're kind of just you know outside of it. You got to see them in outside the bubble. They can be loopy. They can be crazy. It can be a show like an NXT Redemption or a you know or talking smack just something off the cuff i don't know how serious they're gonna actually take this but it seems fun especially with all parties involved they've got bailey sasha banks Braun Strowman, oscar nia Jax. um i know nia i know nia Jax has been campaigning for Braun Strowman on snap on like ig and i'm like no you can't do that like nah. you can't <laughs> nah, you're, gonna, you're gonna end up getting you're gonna end up getting the cure design and now you're gonna lie <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're teaming with Enzo. It would not be fun if you teamed with Braun Strowman. I'll just be completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> so you're going to do that, but I think it's fun. It's just overall fun. It's something that people can look forward to after SmackDown. It's something cool. It's something you can watch on the side. You don't even have to watch it then and there. You can watch it on the side and just sort of desensitize from all the you know the chaos that'll be all of the Kurt Angles and Triple H's and Shane McMahon's and Daniel Bryan's muddying up your brain and you can just like you know you can just relax you can just listen, watch this show it's gonna be amazing I almost guarantee it 
I feel like it's going to be maybe a cult classic. Who knows? Who knows? And I have no clue what to expect, but I, I know I'm, I'm, all, no I'm clue, in. But it's fun. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, um, so I guess we'll see we, what happens. We, we talked about a few weeks ago about um, I forgot if we talked about it here in the chat of the possibility of WWE moving on from the USA Network. Do you feel like this is you know? run uh, uh, if not uh, if not if not a complete move I, I still think they love ad revenue and shit like that I, I don't know if that's comparable and I think that's what they're doing for to see if that's comparable on a platform like Facebook but if not uh, if not a Raw or Smackdown going I could see 205 Live or or a a um a second run airing of NXT being on Facebook watch. I, th- I think they could use that for, for things that they're not really sure. Cause right now WWE is about delu- like de- a deluge of content. So if they get the rights to a progress or something like that next year, I, I don't see, I don't see a problem with them putting it on Facebook watch or something like that and having it air that way. Seems like a good idea for all parties. I'm super excited about this mix, man. I feel like men and women on the roster don't interact enough. Absolutely. And I just feel like, which is a which is a weird thing because when you think of social interaction just in today's society, men and women interact all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like really unrealistic for how they have things going on WWE. But it is competition. It is sports. But I feel like they can just reach the next level of like social interaction with like this mix, this mix match classic challenge whatever can't wait to see it uh all right the next point this week uh something that that's very interesting that that has apparently been happening for the past couple months uh if not weeks Sheamus is potentially injured with something that's very very serious um it's being reported that he is suffering from spinal stenosis and that was the reason why he was off the show uh two weeks ago uh, in Ireland because he was getting he was getting work done for that and if anyone doesn't know spinal stenosis is the same thing that took out Stone Cold Steve Austin and more recently it took out Edge so this is you know it's like a, a narrowing of your spinal your spinal cavity and it's it's super serious if, if, if it's true um I, I would hope that you know we talk about it and then Stone Cold's career in 2003 and Edge's career in 2011 I would hope there's some sort of remediation for it and you know sometime in 2017 2018 but props to him for working through this injury he works really really hard he's been kicking teeth out the entire year it's great that he's been in the tag team because I'm sure that's lessened the impact or even though I feel like it's not really nah he's still he's still on really hard they go hard and they still do the overseas shows and they still do the house shows with with, uh, Cesaro and the Shield and and other people I, and, and what's crazy, even, even more crazy, is that in the past year and a half, I've really come to appreciate Seamus a lot more than I did three or four years ago. I think just, I feel like it's because, I don't know, I still don't appreciate him that much, I'll be honest with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind Have of, you, uh, there hasn't been a bad Seamus match this uh, year. Uh, I appreciate him in the ring. I think he's a solid worker in the ring. Just, do I want to see Seamus... Not really. I still, there's something, I don't know, there's an inane part of me inside that's just like, they'll have like, oh, we're splitting up the teams and we're doing solo matches, so we're going to have Sheamus versus Ambrose and Cesaro versus Rollins, or they're going to have Ambrose versus Cesaro and Rollins versus Sheamus, and I won't watch the Sheamus match no matter who they pick. Like, that 
that's I don't know there's the end name sense, but I appreciate what he's done the work ethic at least. He's been killing it this entire year. I think so she, I already Cesaro. know I already know that you didn't watch the Sheamus match on Raw then. No, I didn't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I watch it on mute, I'll be honest with you. Like sometimes I don't some Shameless, shameless matches. I don't. You're you are the mean. Dave. You're Dave Meltzer. Not watching uh, Impact <laughs> of this I show. I don't watch Impact. Either, but I mean, so I, just go. a compare, <laughs> just a comparison. You are the you are the Dave. You are the Dave and 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 Brian not watching fucking Impact or, or fucking SmackDown and shit back in the day. Um, I but like yeah, I, I I hope I hope Sheamus feels feels better. We. Well, I hope he. Um, I hope it's not makes, true. I hope it's not true. Not feels better. I hope it's not true. I hope he makes a move in his future that will possibly light him up. Maybe it's a lighter schedule, which I think, I mean, he's over 40 now. Yeah. I think he should be looking in towards that, especially if they appreciate him as a commodity. Maybe it's, you know, taking a break from the WWE and, you know, doing things all the well elsewhere. Or maybe it's, you know, just taking it just easier. Maybe he becomes like an ambassador, maybe an overseas person, kind of like a Mark Henry or a William Regal or something that just sort of, they work, but they's more, you know, they're more ambassadors for the company because he does look cool to kids somewhat, even though everyone says he looks stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but as for right now, I mean, he's, he's killing it with the bar right now. Um, the 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 next point of news is uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and, and their their scuffles over the past week. Uh, last oh my week, God. yeah, uh, last weekend Chris Jericho actually showed up in Japan during the finals of the World Tag League show in New Japan, attacked uh, Kenny Omega in a to me an awesome segment, um, which was a surprise to everybody. I think I don't think I've heard that I didn't hear that crowd get that that hype all night. But uh, attack Kenny Omega, made him bleed, beat the shit out of him and announcer Don Callis. And then uh, a day or two later, two days later, during the Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, press conference, Kenny Omega comes back and they completely just... The whole segment's great. I, I feel like I'm undercutting it by not talking about all of it or just kind of giving you cliff notes. I would say to go and watch all of this shit, but they brawl at the press conference and it is amazing. It's, it's almost like it's some shit that you, you see on World Star, the way that they go at it. Jericho throws a table and shit like that. But but the, the main thing I want to ask, uh, is, is this the biggest match of Wrestle Kingdom 12? I, I think this is the most talked about match, obviously. Oh, easily. You, got, you bring in... I- when New Japan, you know, is wanted to continue bringing in this influx of American fans, and Chris Jericho is pretty much one of the most identical characters, identi- identifiable characters in America, and I think it sort of brings that. It brings the intrigue. Him coming over is a nice touch. I didn't think he would before Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, but, you know, as Jericho likes to do, he likes to not say anything and then just show up out of nowhere, which is why I don't believe him about anything. <laughs> they say he's booked with Fozzy for WrestleMania, like elsewhere, and I'm like, he's been fake booking himself in concerts for years. I don't believe him. Um, I, I think it's great. I thought it was a nice touch. I thought the press conference, you know, attack was probably the more brutal one, and I... I really like flipping over the table because 
he did not care who was on the other side of the table at <laughs> he all. He did not. Like, it didn't, and I, I don't even know who those people were, but it didn't matter. Like, you were taking the, t- like, this is for show, so he's got to make it look good. So whoever's on the other side of the table, whether it be Kenny Omega, whether it be photographers or anybody, he did not give a damn. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, and, and, like, and, and I think that it, it's going to get even more interesting as, as 2018 goes along. I mean, obviously, Russell Kingdom 12, Big show. Uh, main event is going to be Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. I mean, that's going to be a great match. Okada's been killing it all year. But I think the only thing people are talking about right now is this Chris Jericho-Kenny Omega match. Like, it could realistically be the main event. It could. It 100% could. I feel like they, you know, it, it could. You feel like they should have another interaction before it. I mean, there's only a couple weeks left. They don't have any more shows. They don't, they don't have any more shows before Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, maybe yeah. Kenny Omega can find Chris <laughs> podcasting somewhere and beat the shit out of him. I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's, a, it's a nice touch. It's, it's a lasting a lasting image that we'll remember, especially going into Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, Are you going to be watching Wrestle Kingdom this year? I know, you, I know you're not like the biggest uh, Live, we'll see. Live, we'll see. <laughs> but I will watch it. I will watch it. Awesome. I'll uh, make a promise to you to watch it entirely. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that on the show. Uh, you know, after after that happens, it actually happens on a Thursday, I believe. It'll be happening like hours after we record on our Wednesday, so we'll talk about it the next week. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great show. Uh, but this week's deep dive uh, topic, and it is, it's going to be. Uh, it, it has been three years, uh, and, and usually I hate these types of anniversary. You know, thing. I like the five and the ten, but after that, I'm good. But this is this is big because um, this is you know three years after this show happened, and I think this is one of the more notable uh, NXT Takeover shows. Uh, December eleventh, two thousand fourteen, uh, was the the date of NXT Takeover Our Evolution, which would be the show that kind of turned NXT from the uh kind of developmental brand into in my opinion a third brand where you know it wasn't just about the developmental guys anymore this is where it shifted and it became about the guys that came in the new guys that came in uh and this was of course the show where finn balor debuted um in ring rather uh uh, kevin owens debuted that that night as well Sami Zayn wins the title and you know there was there was a Actually, also a, a awesome women's match in that show uh, between Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks with that that I don't I don't think gets enough talk. But uh, do you remember like what what are your fondest memories of NXT R Evolution? I think a show that was also one of the first NXT takeovers that everyone watched together because there was so much stuff going on. I remember watching it on Twitter. I remember there being a lot of hype from it because um, two thousand thirteen. It was two thousand thirteen, correct? Or four, it was, 14. was it was it 13 no it's 14 it was 14 three it was 14. years ago it was 2014 yeah there was a great article on um wwe.com about all the new signings it was talking about finn balor um adrian neville Sami Zayn. um there was a great sort of it was like a sit down round table article where they all asked them questions about the future yeah and i could just see that we're going this was you know when when um, Triple H made all the big signings in that one year, we had Hideo Tommy, you know, Fergal Devitt, um, Kenta, uh, Kevin Steen, you know, everybody sort of rolling in and it just anticipated everything for NXT just continues to keep rolling. Um, the energy, the saying, energy was so crazy, I think. Yeah. The energy it was, just was one nice. signing after another and 
this was like, wow, not only is he like, he's getting great names, great, you know, cornerstones of the company. We were all intrigued about what could happen. But, um, and that's really what it started. It started the intrigue. It started the conversation. It started it all. It became less, it, it, you could see the, the, the idea of just a developmental brand just sort of, you know, shrinking and it just becoming a third brand in itself. Um, also, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and and I and let's let's I mean let's kind of just do a quick run through the card, not like a full, complete run through the card. But um, I mean you had you had Kevin Owens debut uh, against C.J. Parker, who is now Juice in New Japan. Um, you had the Lucha Dragons, which was at that time Kalisto and, and Sin Cara versus the Vol Villains, uh, and you had Baron Corbin. I mean, even like, like look, listen to these names. These are names that we talk about every week. Uh, you had Baron- everybody's on. Everybody's up on the main roster now. Yeah, I think I think everyone, if they're not gone, these all of these people have have pretty much graduated to the main roster. And I think the last person that I mean, if we did this show two weeks ago. Or three weeks ago, we wouldn't have said this about Hideo Itami, but now Hideo Itami's coming up to the main roster next week. But um, you, you have Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger. You have Finn Balor and Hideo Itami. And we're talking Demon Finn uh, debuting at this show, which is nuts. I mean, this is his first fucking show. Um, you, have, you have Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Uh, and you have Sam, Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville for the title. But it was a title versus career match. And you know why I think this match worked and it actually sucked me in? Because it was, it was if Sami Zayn lost, he would he would leave NXT. So obviously everyone's thinking Sami's going to be called up to make room for Kevin. And that was that. I, to me, that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought it was. Well, I'll just say this. I've said this on Twitter plenty of times. Sami Zayn is one of the great thespians of the wrestling, <laughs> you know, industry. And the just the lasting moment in that match for me was towards the end. And I think um, we talk about all the time about how the NXT title used to make everybody heal moving forward. Yeah. And it was that for Adrian Neville, not in a sense, but it was just like, you don't have what it takes to become champion. You're not willing to do whatever it takes to become champion. And that is why you're not champion. And Sami Zayn had a sort of inner conflict between, you know, does he need to does he become what everyone else has become or does he you know remain with his mortals and at some point he had the NXT championship in his hand and he was looking at it to whether he should hit Neville there was already a rough bump and he threw it out the ring and decided you know what I'm going to do this on my own terms and it it was one of the most fulfilling finishes ever just because Sami Zayn was the one guy everybody wanted to win the NXT championship um and if you look and if you think three years later that Sami Zayn goes the other way you know it's just perfect it's just great storytelling you know like yeah, that that's Sam, that Sami is now if you if you look at him now he is he he did succumb to so-called you know so to speak the darkness and now he is on the other side of things and and I think that that you know that character arc is great I mean say what you will about him about turning him heel I I, I go back and forth on it daily but he is thriving in that role, just as he was thriving in, in a face role, even though I think he's a better face. But, I mean, you, you have, you know, the, the women's revolution on this card. You have, uh, you have Kevin Owens, who, who, to me, Kevin Owens, if he's not the MVP like Sami Zayn was, he was clearly a, a runner-up because, I mean, this is one of he the most— He became the star night one. Yes. You know, he comes out, and, and you're, we're, 
he has a great match with with uh with with CJ Parker and he broke his nose <laughs> which is insane so you have this visual forever of, of of Kevin Owens winning this match and saying I'm finally here I'm finally here with with blood running down his nose and I'll never forget that and, and just just hearing his music for the first time it, it was the first match on the show it was incredible and then you have at the end of the show Sami Zayn finally wins uh the title they're holding him up on their shoulders he's winning it Kevin comes out we all know the story, you know, and, and even and even there was even a vignette uh, before the, the title match where, where Sammy, uh, where, where KO comes into the into the locker room with Sammy and, and kind of pats him on the back and says, hey, you know, they're friends and we and they, they build that. And this is this is why NXT was, was is awesome sometimes and how simple they tell the stories, because at the end, he comes back out, hugs Sammy. They're walking up the ramp. Everything's cool. They WWE runs the all rights reserved copyright thing on the, on the bottom left. And then out of nowhere, snap, Kevin Owens turns on Sami Zayn in the same show. Amazing. I couldn't have written it better than that. And, they, and they've done it again. They did it again this year. Uh, they did it again. They did it, they did it twice this year. They did it for, in Brooklyn when, when, when Adam Cole came out. And they did it, uh, they did it in Chicago when, when Gargano and, and Ciampa, when Ciampa turned on Gargano. But it's effective. It always right. worked. It'll always work. And that was the first time we'd ever seen it. Amazing show. Amazing show. Amazing show. And I, and one of the best of that year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, that that's... It, it was the That was the moment, and the reason why we're remembering it today is because that was the moment when NXT changed and it turned into what we see today. And uh, so, for that was no holds bar for this episode. Uh, we're going to run into this week's shows. Uh, let's start off with Raw. Obviously, uh, another strong episode of Raw, in my opinion. How'd you feel about it? No, it was definitely a strong episode. Great matches. Um, we had off the off the bat. They announced previous to Raw three matches that could build intrigue. I believe it was Dean Ambrose versus Samoa Joe for the first time. Yep. Um, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro and Finn Balor versus Sheamus. And no, it wasn't Finn Balor. It wasn't Finn Balor. It wasn't Finn sorry, Balor. Sorry, Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. We wish it was. We, we wish. <laughs> we wish it was Finn Balor, but it was. If it was Finn Balor, I probably would have watched. I right? it's Instead, we got Finn Balor squashing uh, Curtis Axel, and uh, I guess this is leading to Finn Balor and Miz. Finally, we'll finally get that when he comes back. Uh, in yeah, a couple weeks. I, I think the Miz should be back. I mean, if Becky's going to be back for this tournament. The Miz should be back sometime within the next four weeks or so. I think too. I think after Christmas, he's in the tournament too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he'll be back. He'll be back uh, literally after Christmas, probably. I think he might be back on the Christmas show. Who knows? Um, but I, I obviously this match is bookended, and I think everyone is talking about this match. Roman Reigns and Cesaro was an excellent match. Uh, I, I think it was probably my match of the of the week right now. It's a match of the year candidate for me. Is because, it? Yeah, it is. It one hundred percent is, and I'll say that just because I, I've, I've we've seen Cesaro over the past few years, and we've seen him pull out incredible stuff, and we've seen him do amazing. Things. He's on 619, jump out the ring, the European uppercut, get to the top rope, do a crossbody all in sort of one fluid motion. Um, he's never looked as intense and as much of a foil for a champion that he did at that point. He looked like a final boss. He looked like someone who was genuinely hurting Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and we've seen Roman Reigns in the ring and he, he you know, he has these matches and usually can hold his own, but Cesaro really had his number. It, he, Roman Reigns made Cesaro look very good in that match. And Cesaro made Cesaro look very good in 
that match. It was incredible. I'd never seen, you could tell from the build in Michael Cole's voice how much he was enjoying that match too. Just in the build and the cadence and how the volumes and how he's getting louder and louder. It was a great, great match. And, and of course, uh, it went about it went about sixteen minutes. <clears throat> I think they could go twenty, and it would have been a five star match to me. But uh, you, oh, you, yeah. you had Cesaro working the arm most of the match. Uh, Roman did some excellent selling here, also of the arm. Uh, he was putting him in all types of cross faces, lifting him up. There's, there's. Go ahead. That when he lifts him up, that's what I have a problem. I'm like, bro, you were ju- he just killed your arm. Yeah, Why are you I, using that arm to power bomb him. I was just gonna say that I was just gonna talk about that part because it, it was a part where uh, they were both rolling each other. Like he lifted him up for the neutralizer, I believe, and then he kind of turned him around and lifted him. No, it was the, it was the, it was the giant swing, and he rolled him around yeah. to do the uh, to do the power bomb. And I was like, ah, I wish you didn't, you wouldn't have done that. But I get or that. I wish you would have like crumbled to the ground or something. Like yeah, something, but you, something to that effect. But you know the WWE style and the new main event style is is like. Um, you know, you have to have those near falls. You have to have those those super near falls, and and it's it's just the way they they that the, the, the producers make the match. But I, it's, yeah, it's super high drama, and it's like, how did he do that? And it's like you got to kind of still have Roman do these these unbelievable feats. So I was okay with it, but I think all in all, like just the way that it ended, I I want to see more from these two guys, and and I think. Of the three, by far, this is the best one, and and I think a lot of you know, I think this is the middle one. I think uh, Seth and Seth and Sheamus was first, and, and Seth and Sheamus was a good match, but I think when you know, it wasn't bad. It was. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I think the the Dean Ambrose I'm sorry, Samoa. I just, just, didn't the, watch it on this full volume. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good match, but uh, I think Dean Ambrose and Samoa Joe was, was the worst match of the three. I I don't know what's up with Dean Ambrose, dude. I th- no, I think it was. I think it was especially you see Seth and Sheamus going the distance, and you see Roman and Ray, Roman and Cesaro going the distance, and you know the ending is going to be a schmoz anyway. So I don't know if you put that much, you know, you you pull out all your cards for that thing, if, especially if you know it's going to be a schmoz anyway. The ending, everyone interfered per usual, but you know, I think. I think it could. I think Ambrose and Joe could be, as someone who doesn't mind taking pain and someone who loves dishing it out, it seems like something that could work. He's pretty much like Brock Lesnar, but with a higher work rate. Yeah. Um, so I think that could work in a, in a different scenario. But A weapons um, match? A weapons match? Hardcore match, you think? Maybe. I think Joe could really just brutalize Dean Ambrose if he wanted to, and Ambrose could, you know come up valiantly or something to effect. I don't know yeah and and I think this this week it continues to, to show just how great Samoa Joe is um just as a character I think of all the people that have been called up from NXT he isn't put in any type of position where he's he's ever made to be look weak uh, or ever made to 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 be look like an idiot in any sense or in any case like he, he doesn't lose a lot He's 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 a great talker and for, uh, and I think especially for like on a night like this when he didn't have the best match he still stood out because he could talk you know what I'm saying like e- even if he even if he can't get a match with Seth or or Roman every week he's at least going to put on a really good promo and that's what I think he did and, and I really like him being teamed up with the Bar. Where does this Jason Jordan factor fit in to all of us? Well, he, it, it, it's it's there. He was barely it's a on the. That's there. It's not a large. 
he was barely on the show this week. Uh, he, he had one vignette with, with Kurt where he's kind of starting to break uh, and he's starting to become a heel. But I think ultimately this will lead to I, I don't want to say it's going to lead to him and Kurt, but I think he'll definitely have something to do with the shield going in the Royal Rumble. And I, I don't want to like prematurely say this, but I think he might be winning the IC title. I could see that. If some at some point just really just turns on him and just brutalizes him and beats him up and wins. Yeah, I potentially. Yeah, I, I, and I and I think he wins it in a really shitty way. I don't think he wins it clean at all, but I, I think they're setting it up so that Jason Jordan finally gets his chance and he wins by cheating. Because I I, I mean you got to get the belt off Roman at some point. And I, and I right. and I think that you know he he'll start to run out of people after this after the Joe feud is done. I don't think Joe needs the title. I don't think he needs the IC title at all. But I mean, I I think in some way Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he did. I mean, you you got you you not you're not gonna have Brock be on the show every week. So why wouldn't you make a title where it could be defended every single week? I think Roman's done a great job as IC champion. I think yeah, but I, th- I think I, I think Joe could too. But I feel like it's definitely going in Jason Jordan direction, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next point from Raw is uh, the Absolution storyline with with Paige, uh, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville continues to to roll on. Uh, I I think it was stronger. What a weird development. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of a lot of weird developments happened on this show with them. Uh, they had a tag match with Bailey and Mickey James, where of course Bailey took the pinfall. Uh, continuing to make Absolution look strong, but um, no, did Billy take that pinfall? Or did Mickey? I think Mickey did. I want to say Mickey did. Mickey uh, did because Mandy Mandy pinned Mickey. Mandy pinned Mickey. Oh, right, right, right. Um, uh, but yeah, Mickey. yeah. I, I I think immediately out of this group, I think Mandy is the is the project. I think Sonya is kind of like the third wheel in that. But um, and then during the you know as the show went on, uh, Oscar and Absolution finally they went at it, and of course all of the women in the division came out, including Nia Jax and and that fought. Was off. Weird. That and, was very awkward. I was like, what is she doing here? I don't think they've done anything. <laughs> they they've done nothing to her. I and and the thing they, is, she's just offending Alexa. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna chalk it up to that. Nia had a lot to do this week. Uh, obviously, they're 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 rolling forward with the Nia Jax Enzo Amore uh, romance angle, and of course, Nia will be on 205 Live in the coming weeks. To further, she doesn't seem thrilled with that angle. I'll be honest with you. Just from the way she acts, she's not really. She's not really into the angle. It seems like she's. How can, how can you tell that? I don't. I, how can you tell that? I can't. I don't. I don't get way, that at all. No, from the way <laughs> she's acting, it's like from her acting at least. Her acting. Her acting doesn't seem like she's into it. Like a like an Enzo Amore or or um, like we've had storylines in the past where we've had you know romantic relationships. We've had the AJ and Kane or Tori and Kane or Tristan Kane or blah blah blah. Um, someone in Kane. But you you kind of you usually see people sort of get into it, kind of understand, you know, <laughs> she she's playing the sort of, you know, the the, the I guess the love interest who just you know is also bigger and and stronger than Enzo. She's just uh, smiling. I I'm, I don't get where she's not like looking. <laughs> she doesn't seem into it at all. She just seems like she just 
phoning it in. That's what I want to say. She seems like she's phoning it in. Mil, it's been two weeks. You've seen her. (laughs) No, but you've seen her. You've seen how she is. She normally wants to beat the hell out of people, and she normally does not take shit. I've seen Naya talk on Total Divas. I've seen her talk on NXT. I've seen her talk on the WWE. I've seen her put effort into a promo. She's not putting effort to it. I think she has, Mills, I think she has awful promos, and I think she's been better in the last two weeks than she's been in the past six months. And just the fact that even in this next tournament, she wants to team with Braun Strowman as opposed to Enzo Mori makes me think she is 100% not into this. Mills, this is, all of that is posturing to promote the show. Finn Balor did the same thing with Bailey this morning, too. But Finn Balor and Bailey are friends. <laughs> and, and Nia Jax and Braun are, are friends. And, but Nia, Nia Jax has a crush on Enzo. See how this doesn't make sense? That doesn't she have that has nothing to, to do with the other. No, that has nothing to do with the other. That has nothing to do with the other. That has literally nothing to do with the other. You you just brought it up. <laughs> no, no, I, I said I said they're just friends. She's in a storyline, and she's pro- and she's also promoting a show where she wants to win the tournament. That has nothing to, like that's nothing to do with the person that she likes. It it should be at least moving forward. I, I think at least from my perspective, he's not putting up. Maybe at some point during this program, she decides to turn it up a notch and really get into it. But you know, to me, she what, has what a, would she be seems, getting? What? She has a goofy smile. <laughs> She has a goofy smile. When have you ever seen her with that goofy smile on her face? Whenever she beats like, somebody. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, very robotic, it's like very robotic dialogue. You're looking at something that, that she seems like she's in. You're looking at something that's really not there. I don't see, I don't think anyone sees her not feeling the program. She hasn't been given much. I don't know. I can do that. I feel like she's not into it, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's that's just a gut feeling I'm going off of. Sure, I don't know. I, 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 she comes out. She helps the women. I thought it was odd too because she goes from being this smitten, you know, character to being the 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 badass again. I think they need to kind of separate, not separate where she is, but define what she's doing right now and why she doesn't like Absolution. And I think we'll get that next week. Solution in like the third week of them being something because they got jumped, they were getting jumped. But now it's kind of like, all right, so how do we follow up from this? Like, what do we do? I don't know. What's the payoff? I still think Absolution, I still think Absolution looks way more important than the Riot Squad did this week on SmackDown. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I watched them on SmackDown, but I didn't really like watching. All right, the next point that uh, on, on Raw, rather, is the second week of Woken Matt Hardy. What do you feel about that? Um, I think they're too cognizant of what's going on now, and they're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think now that he has, like, a, a, an official graphic and an official, like, it's like, oh, this is official. Like, look at this. It's the broken Matt Hardy. It's kind of like the Bray Wyatt thing where he goes, and instead of that, now it's like this, it's like, motion picture like flash or something along those lines i think they're they understand what they're like oh last week was amazing let's try to recapture that and then it was just like oh man it's like the same it's it's kind of isn't it it lost all the uh how can i say this it lost all the spontaneity and 
the coolness that it had this week. But maybe that's just me complaining. I don't know. I, How did you feel? I I didn't hate it. I think they they don't need to do this another week. I think if they're no. re, if they're repackaging Matt, I'm 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 assuming he's getting new music, and that's why they haven't been on yet. But um, I I'm willing. I don't think he should be on TV. I think he should. We should be going back to the stuff that made this cool, which is going to the Hardy compound and seeing his son and stuff like that. They need to start introducing that and fast. Or else you're going to start like losing people. We could get the, it's known WWE and how they treat Bray Wyatt. We could this could either be the last week of that happening, or we could be doing this for like six more weeks. Oh lord! Then I, I if we get this again, I, I mean, t- like I keep saying, all all signs are pointing to that Christmas show being big. So I I really think we'll be seeing uh, Woken Matt Hardy and his new look and his new music on Christmas night. They really like what Woken Matt Hardy has done with the internet and I think they want to capitalize it yeah. off of it and I say this because WWE on YouTube over the weekend uploaded a 10 hour loop of Woken Matt Hardy <laughs> laughing a 10 hour loop of him laughing so they are obviously crazy bananas for this shit and they want to see it work and they're, they're going to make just, you know, invest us in it, whether we want to be invested or not. And I think we do, but, you know, just don't force it. They're yeah. doing the thing they always do. They're literally doing the thing they always do. You gotta make us want it more. That's all. Uh, and, and, and my yeah. last point from, from Raw, and I think it's just, it's completely abysmal what they're doing with the Universal title right now. I They had a match between Braun and... Uh, Braun Strowman and Kane to determine who would face Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. And of course, in pure like you just said, WWE doing what they always do, they had the match go to a double countout, which means, of course, with Braun with Brock showing up to the show next Monday, we are probably going to get a three-way between Brock Lesnar, Kane, and Braun Strowman in Philadelphia. They are going to shit on this match, Mills. This is gonna be the ugliest match I've ever seen in my life. Ugliest. Braun can't We're save this. 2018 already behind the wheel. Yeah, Braun, Braun can't save this. He cannot save this. And if you're not going to have your, your champion be on the show all the time, make him drop the fucking belt at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Philly is going to definitely, Philly, the Philly crowd is definitely, unless they make. Braun Strowman look absolutely incredible, which I think they should dedicate the next, how many more we've got, six, six weeks or so. you got longer so, than that. It's like seven. It's seven, uh, eight. I think they should, nonetheless, I think they should dedicate him to make him look as awesome as possible and possibly put a stipulation in this match. Like, well, it's a three-way. It's, it's a three-way. Three so, I mean, obviously, you're going to get a schmoz, and you're going to get... Like, this match isn't going longer than eight minutes. Just the way that it looks. No. Like, Kane can go, but he can't go in these long, like... Like, the four-way they had with Seth Rollins and all of them with, with Brock and, or Brock and it last year. Like, they're not going to be able to do that with this this year. And it's like, stop putting Brock in these multi-man matches that, ex- that exposes what, what you're doing. You're going to put him through a table. He's going to be out for five minutes. And then you're going to have, like... Braun and Kane like no it's not gonna work dude like I am completely tired of seeing Kane on my TV every week for as good as these Raws have been every time I see Kane I check out I'm done they need to they need to bury this character I'm finished with Kane fuck him 
Just wait till he wins Andre the Giant. You got one more. <laughs> no, one fuck more that. Fuck that. Like. The way it's looking, wait till he wins the Universal title. That would be. That would look kind of cool. You know, all red guy. Oh all god. Oh god. All right, man. That that was raw. <laughs> that, that was raw. <laughs> that was raw. Bro, wait. Did anything else happen on Raw? Um. Uh. I'm trying to remember. That, that there was a bunch of wrestling. Wait, we got a new number one contender. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, I mean, well, we, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, we kind of talked about it, about that at the top of the show where uh, Rich Juan had his his opportunity rescinded. So this is pushing back the the cruiserweight match between whoever wins the match between uh, Gulak and Cedric Alexander to Christmas night. So it looks like we are getting that match on Christmas night, like I thought. But um, if they do it on Christmas night, they pretty much have to, right? If they want to make that show important or get that title off of him. If they want to do that, what, but um, I don't know. What do they have against Mustafa Ali? Uh, I don't think they see him as a as a as a as a like a top cruiserweight guy. I don't think they see a lot of these guys as that. But I mean, I I'm surprised they at they... least give him a turn. Jesus Christ! Like everyone <laughs> has their turn to be number one contender. I think we all know how this division works by now. Like everyone, even the people who shouldn't have got a turn, got a turn. I feel like it's Mustafa Ali's time. Who knows? You could strike lightning in a bottle. It could work. Maybe they just don't see it for the guy in the Dragon Ball Z, you know, outfit. But <laughs> who knows? It could work. I I, but, I think with the shakeup coming, we're going to see a lot of new matchups, and I think they might be saving him. Like, with, with Rockstar Spud coming in, uh, allegedly, next week, I think that... You you have uh you have Enzo go against him immediately, or you have you put him against Enzo, like, or you put him against Mustafa Ali. Like I don't know who who a day or Tommy's first program is going to be. If it's Brian Kendrick, I mean, put that in Rice. I don't think that's going to work. Welcome to Brian Kendrick and the British guy. I forgot his name. Jack Gallagher. Oh. Jesus Christ, we loved him in the beginning of the year. <laughs> Jack Gallagher, I did. I don't like him now. He wears awful clothes with terrible colors. Um, he's just some evil British guy now instead of this kooky, quirky, amazing British guy with umbrellas. Now he's just some dude in a suit beating up people. So yeah, fuck him. But it is. But it is. I think that I mean I think the four way they had this week uh, was a little bit less spectacular than it was last week. But I mean it's good on good on Cedric Alexander for uh, stepping into the role of Rich Swan. I I think I think we are getting Gulak and Enzo for the title. Um, I think we're getting a Gulak turn. I, I I'm props to WWE for for noticing how over he was getting and then properly doing this the right way because um, they continued this angle on two or five. Yeah, they did. But I, I mean, it's it's another face in a show that is that's missing one of its top faces, and it's going to need another one to, to replace them. Um, the, the timing is perfect. Uh, as bad as it is to say that, the timing is perfect for Gulak and Cedric Alexander at this point. As they as they turn, but uh, yeah, that's two or five live a show that neither of us watch. Um, <clears throat> but going on to SmackDown Live, uh, a show that I thought was pretty bad for a go home show. Not interesting at all. Oh, I think during this show, I also watched the next Lakers. So yeah, I <laughs> um, I tapped it's, it's I, for SmackDown Live. Especially. I I watched the whole show. Um, I mean it's a two hour show. I, I don't mind it. Um, lots of DQs. Did you watch it live? I watched it. Uh, I watched it on DVR. Um, 
because it is by oh, this, look at you. Come on, guy. Yeah, you know my well, well. My USA is like you know it's it's on the it's on the East Coast feed. So when I when I come home, it's automatically on. Okay. But but um, it's a lot of DQs. You had a you had a Ruby Riot Charlotte match that they gave away way too early. It didn't end. It ended in the DQ. You had you had Baron Corbin versus uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, who has his entrance music back for some reason. That ended in the DQ. You had a pretty cool AJ Styles moment that I do want to talk about where uh, the, the Singh brothers finally return and they, they, they fake like they want to work with AJ. AJ sees right through it and, they, and, they, and he pretty much beats their asses. Which, it, which I mean, you, you got to write your baby faces to look smart sometimes. I'm, like, the fans knew that the Singh brothers were lying, and I'm glad that, the, that they wrote it that AJ knew that they were lying too and you weren't going to have any bullshit, which prompted AJ to actually say that he feels as, that he wants the match between gender on Sunday to be a one-on-one match. So we'll see what happens to that. And, and I mean, that's pretty much what... I mean, well, I think the biggest angle on, on SmackDown was the biggest... Obviously, the biggest story, which is Sammy and KO versus... Uh, Daniel Bryan, not versus him, but with Daniel Bryan versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton, and there's a lot of intrigue with that. But I guess that's the only thing that was to, to take away from the show. What's in the Yep Movement? Is moving. It's strong. Shout out to the Yep Movement. Um, do you think Yep? Do you think Yep could get over like what? Coming this Sunday. Do you think that Yep could get over like what did? What you say? Do you think Yep could get over like what did? I think if Kevin Owens continues to do that, yes, it 100% will. And everyone will just be saying yep. And I don't even know if yep is an official word in the dictionary. But <laughs> um, it's a, yeah, I think it could. It's a, we're in a weird scenario, especially coming up Sunday with Clash of Champions, which is this Sunday, um, where we have a match with two referees. Yes. And I remember them doing this in the past before, once. I don't remember which match it was. <laughs> but right. I know they've had to have done it before because it was also featured in a SmackDown game. I'm going to say SmackDown 2, just bring it, or SmackDown 3, know your role. Whatever. One of them had two referees. Um, so they've done this before sometime in the Attitude Era, but I'm not exactly sure how it turned out. Chicanery, likely. Maybe Stone Cold esque chicanery. Who knows? Too much. Um, was it was it Austin and Bischoff? Was it an Austin and Bischoff match where there were two? No, it was way before that. It was like during the McMahon Helmsley era. It was definitely one of those. Um, there was definitely a match with two referees that I cannot remember for the life of me. There, but I know one hundred percent there was one. Um, and you just have this sort of. One of them, the only reason I'm waiting for Clash of Champion is because we're going to definitely get one of them turning on the other one, hopefully. Uh, whether it's Shane McMahon turning on Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan turning on Shane McMahon. I think someone's, I think, I think it's even going to be even more convoluted than that. I think you're going to have Orton turn on Nakamura. I, I really think that's going to happen and that's going to give Nakamura something to do at Royal Rumble and and I cuz I don't know if they're going to have him win the Rumble. I think they might have him win Elimination Chamber or something. I'm I'm getting less and know. less. I'm getting like less and less like likely I'm, I'm, I think yeah. I I'm I'm getting less and less likely that they're going to give the Rumble to a SmackDown guy this year. Because, because, like, obviously, this match is gonna have. Rumble was pretty. 
useless. <laughs> it was literally yeah. useless. It, it was ineffectual. And I think they want the Rumble winner to be effective this year. I hope so. I, whether, <laughs> I hope so. I really do. Like, it looks like it's just going to be Roman Lesnar again. So maybe Roman wins. But he doesn't um, need that. He doesn't need to win it a third time. He doesn't need to be. I don't think they want to beat Austin's record, you know? Who knows, man? They, listen, I could see. They, Roman holds the most eliminations in Rumble history. He might as well just win it a third time. Roman's won it twice. Yes, he's won it twice. He won it in Philly. 2014. 2014, he didn't win. Yes, he did. 2014, Batista won. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, I remember that. Remember Punk? We got to do a deep dive on that one day. Just a full... Oh, God. We got to <laughs> do a real big, like, that night in Cleveland-ass deep dive one day. <laughs> it doesn't oh, have to be next God. week. Oh, my but God. We, because we're doing the, the awards next week. But uh, we're going to have to do a deep dive about that one day. Possibly, like, before the Rumble or something. Actually, so you're right. Roman won 15, correct? Didn't he? Roman won 15. Yes, he won 15. Um, Dwayne was there. Um, then, oh, yeah. then the night after Raw, it was snowed in, and they had that super high-rated Raw where everything was just interviews and them showing the Royal Rumble from the previous night. Yeah, and, and Roman would gave that great fucking promo. Listen, I'm going to go back and watch that Raw now I think about it. You can literally just watch it in the background. There's nothing that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that goes on. They just show the Rumble from the previous night, and everyone's there talking to Michael Cole in some, like, cabin <laughs> or shed or some empty arena. I don't know what it is. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I can see them having Roman win again. Why not? We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think. I, I again. Sure, if, sure, sure, if, sure. if Roman has the you IC know title, it's Clash of Champions. Look, look, can we run down the Clash of Champions card? Yeah, um, gladly, yeah. gladly. Why are we talking about Clash of Champions? Yes, because we've spent more time talking about Roman Reigns on in Raw than we have about this matter. Because, because honestly, so cool, man. this it's is a, this is a whatever show. I'm not. I don't expect a lot from it. I will, of course, be watching it live with everyone uh, on Sunday. Uh, let's just run through the card. The pre-show match is, and poor guys. Like I must say, poor, poor these guys. It's Zack Ryder and Mojo Rowley. You do, you do this turn, and it's a big deal on TV. And then you just put them in the pre-show anyway. I think if we want to, if there's a running motif or theme in 2017, is that WWE does not know how to break up tag teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they've broken up at least four tag teams and. They broke up Golden Truth. Nothing happened. They broke up Enzo and Cass. Too wow, much happened. Well, too much happened. Too much happened. <laughs> they broke up um, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. And now one's probably in a better position than the other. Yeah. Um, way, way better position. And now they broke up Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley. And here we are. They're doing so, absolutely nothing with these motherfuckers. They're doing literally what they did with Crime Time. Yeah, <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I got Mojo winning this because he needs it more. Uh, yeah, Zach doesn't. It really... looks stupid if Zach wins. Yeah, um, sorry, sorry, Zach. Uh, uh, you have Brizongo. I'm not that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that sorry. I'll be honest with you. What has he done for me lately? You've got uh, you've got Brizongo uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers, and that was announced on this episode of SmackDown in a nothing. That was so random. It was so weird, right? It was, they they aired they aired they it's it's like they aired the Fashion Files while it was in progress, and then it ended. 
and then they told you to watch it on YouTube. And I'm like, no, I will not seek this out because I don't really care. But what a way to announce a match. Um, they're I also think Fandango, they're I also think acting and like Tyler a, Breeze would be good underdogs. Like they're a good light team to go against the Bludgeon Brothers to give them like sort of competition, but not really. You know? Oh, for sure. Uh, I think I I don't see a, a very bright if if they're already over fashion files like this and they're giving it a, a JIP a, a joined in progress. Then I don't have high hopes for them in 2018. I, they've been building to this match for a really long time too, and they've just kind of thrown it together. Um, but yeah, I, I see the Bludgeon Brothers winning this match as well. Um, you also have Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler in the I don't give a fuck match. Um, I don't care it's who wins. Triple threat match. I don't. That's the only. That's the best thing about it. I don't care about this match. I'm sure Ziggler's taking the pin. Um, I I think Baron Corbin might retain. I guess. I I don't. I, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, then you have the Usos versus the New Day versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable versus Rusev and Aiden English and Rusev. Uh, well, before I get to that, it's a fatal four way for the tag titles. Rusev and Aiden English are actually going into this match with a lot of momentum. They pinned the New Day on SmackDown this week, but I do think the Usos will retain in this match. That I also will think. I think this will be a great match. I just don't care about it. Also, I think we're gonna get a lot of near falls. I think the most exciting thing about it is the four guys in the ring at once. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay, how's that happen? <laughs> how does this go down? <laughs> like, um, but I'm interested to see that and see how it goes down. And shout out to Rusev. I think this is his first pay per view since like Battleground. Wow. <laughs> Battle gr- oh right, where you had that all right, flag so, match. Can I? Can I? Can I? I'm, I want to. You know I'm about to annoy you right now. Oh boy. That 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 flag match was not as bad as people give it shit for. I, I everyone knew what was going to happen, yeah. but I think if you if you let your mind just leave the fact that this was an actual match and it was more just like a competition to reach the flag, it becomes this very entertaining, over the top wrestlingly wrestling like the most like overused like oh my god he's gonna get the flag no way uh, here comes a truck to run him over like some shit like that but was one of the unsung I, i'll watch it again don't worry <laughs> i you know I'm, no one shares my opinion i know this <laughs> i won't you know i won't um i won't argue that I'm, I have I haven't gone back and watched it. I think it was just that this is Rusev's return. Uh, when he came back, it was very you know we were excited for him to come back, and then it was like you're you're running into John Cena again. It's a feud we've seen a lot of times, and we already know that you're not going over John Cena in his return either. So it was kind right. of a wash. Um, I think the last five minutes are absolutely very very bad because of the the false drama oh, in it. And oh I don't. Oh my god, that I, was so. That's the best part. <laughs> no, nah, all right, man. We're, see, we're already starting. We're, I'm not arguing with you about this. Uh, but yeah, no. I, do you think the Usos are retained? I don't think. I don't think they're going out of 2018 without these with, without these belts. Yeah, I think might as well. Who else is gonna win? Um, you have Charlotte Flair also going against Natalia for like the 18th time this year in a Lumberjill match for the women's championship. Uh, obviously, the Riot Squad are on the outside looking in on this, as well as uh, Naomi, who returned on SmackDown and did some crazy shit. Um, and the, the rest of the women. None of their matches have been as 
Whereas they both have improved in the ring since that NXT TakeOver match, none of their matches have been as good as that match ever. No. And it's not even been close. No. Like, it, that was such... It makes me feel like it was such lightning in a bottle. Like, because literally nothing has been even close to that match. Um, I'm hoping we get the chaos that we've seen in, pre, in Lumberjack matches a couple of years back, but... I don't know what's gonna happen. This looks like a schmoz just waiting to happen. Uh, yeah, I. Do you see a cash in? I I think we've been waiting for it so long with Carmella. No, cause she's stupid. She's so stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she and I'm just like, is she catering or like what's going on? Like, it hasn't. She hasn't been like promoted to be like. Oh, will she or will she won't? Like she's on the opposite. She's on Charlotte's side, but will she turn on? She hasn't done that. They've just promoted her as a tool or a dupe or whatever. Like she's man. Whatever. I I I think I I'm pretty. I'm like sixty percent sure we might be uh we might be getting a. a because again, I've said like Charlotte doesn't really need the belt to do whatever she's gonna do if Ronda's gonna come in. For, for Rumble and Charlotte is obviously going to be going moving on to the Riot Squad but my thing with Carmella cashing in is that like there is no one for her other than Charlotte like That's true. there's nobody for I, her well like Naomi last week, you, have, you have Carmella cash in she becomes public enemy number one in the entire division and eventually you get Becky coming back so you could have Be- you could throw Becky at her or something but this is true this is true you're right yeah, I you have about her become public enemy <clears throat> right you, you have Becky, you have um, Carmella become public enemy number one. But I, if the, you know what? If there was anything that would give a spark to this pay per view, it's a money in the bank cash in, a successful one. Yeah. Uh, I, hey, man. Just to at least have something to replay on SmackDown, like, because nothing will. <laughs> yeah. Like, after this pay per view, just move on. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I I'm not sure who will win, but I mean, smart money is that Charlotte's going to retain and lose the title on a cash in, or or not. Who knows? Who cares? Um, the next one. What do you think is good? Like the next match we talk about. What do you think's main eventing? And we'll talk about the other match. Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is main eventing. All right, so we're gonna go to AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal. Uh, the hey hey, I this match has no heat. I'll be clear. It has no heat. No one wants to see it. Um, they be I think they, they messed up by not doing anything last week because they were both, I guess, on tour or something. Or tired. They were probably giving or, or, or getting them ready to go on tour. Um, sure. It could I, be a good match. It could be. They had, they had a great match, albeit all AJ, but they could have a great match. They had a great match last time. It could, we could see a passable match one more time. Would you rather see this or AJ and Sammy or AJ and, and Randy or AJ and, and someone else? I, I I think there are much better alternatives. Let's just end it. I'm tired of it. Like, let's just end it now. <laughs> Put, yeah, we can end it. Yeah, let's just end it. Yeah, like, like just... The experiment's over. I think it's obvious. Gender. Oh, that was a part. That's. I should have put that in no holds bar. Like gender lost to Triple H in India over the weekend. Oh yeah. Like <sighs> fucking Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no like offense to him. But I'm just like, bro, are you de- you serious? Are you dead ass? Like, like, <laughs> all right, really? Like, what is this? I don't get it. I do. You're in India. I do. You're not a bigger star than me. Even when we gave you the boat for six months. 
it's time for it's. I'm going over. Doesn't matter. I I don't like it either. I thought it was hilarious because I thought it was more. I, I just I thought it was hilarious too. I That's think really back to the, I think back to I that gender tweet. I think back to that gender tweet and when he says I was an experiment. I'm not injured and I didn't feel wellness. And I'm like, okay, I don't believe the latter two, but I do believe the former. I do believe you were an experiment. Just the way that they listen that match in 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 the UK. I keep saying it. It was like a write off. It was like they writ- they were writing gender off. Just the way that it ended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I could literally see Triple H saying, hey, there's no way you can actually beat me, though. <laughs> 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 in any country, in any place, any time. Like, realistically, no one's going to buy that you beat me. I could literally see him saying that. So that's why I'm going to win. Yeah. I, 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 they'd be stupid to take the boat off of AJ. I, I would just say that much. Um, but I think AJ, I think just going into this after what happened on SmackDown, I think AJ is going to win the match. Uh, AJ needs to hold, he needs to be the guy to hold the title into, uh, WrestleMania. And I think he's a perfect guy. He's the, he's the top face of the company. I think it needs to happen. Um, the main event, I, which I think also will be the main event because there's more stakes involved in this <laughs> within the belt, Way which is more. crazy. There's two damn referees. That's how you know. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan as special guest referees. If Owen and Zayn loses, they will be fired from all of WWE, not just SmackDown, not just Raw, not just NXT. They will be gone completely. Um, this match holds. This match holds the most intrigue. Gone. Couldn't have made this any clearer. Yeah, uh, it's an intriguing match, for sure. Um, I I don't know that I I'm not sure that uh, the finish will be what we want it to be, regardless of what it is. I I I'm have no expectations for this finish because I know something stupid is going to go down. Like, I just know, like, stupid finish alert. That's what I want to say for this match because two referees, that's immediately just a schmoz in itself. Um, what are your top yeah, three things? What are your top, <laughs> what are your top three things that could happen? Um, okay. Things that I want to happen or things that I think are going to happen. Yeah. Or do you think they're going to happen in this match? Okay. So, top is three things that I think is going to happen is one, Daniel Bryan just turn pulls Shane McMahon out the ring at some point and just clocks him over the head or some stupid shit like that. Or um, the lights go out, something stupid like that, you know, something crazy. It was like, we, we have nothing planned. Um, maybe we can't get Daniel Bryan physical after all. Let's just have the lights go out, and then he pretends to be knocked out or something. Something chicanery. Daniel Bryan turns. Um the other is Shane McMahon turns on Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura for some reason. Just because <laughs> Daniel Bryan, I don't know, Daniel Bryan is, Shane McMahon is obviously the evil person in all of this. But I don't know how he turns. I don't know. That, that doesn't make sense. Um, third, I probably, I don't know, Shinsuke turns on Randy Orton. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're not in the writer's room. <laughs> I am so glad. I don't give a shit. Look, there's, what, 
what can you do with this match? What can you do with this match? First of all, it's a match with two referees. Two referees that are the GM and the commissioner of Raw. That's already front-loading <laughs> it. With something crazy is going to happen. Also, they have the stipulation, if they lose, they will be fired from all of the WWE. So now you're compounding the fact that you have those two referees on it, and you're putting this super... Well, they did it the other way. They actually compounded with the two referees on top of the stipulation. But they, you're compounding all of the craziness and saying pretty much what you can expect from this match is what either something completely you didn't think was going to actually happen or I think really just that like it's, what, whatever they, happens it's not going to be something that we all like I think the only thing that I would be like okay is if or in turns on Nakamura that's the only thing I could see that would make sense but it doesn't make sense which is why it's like no, you booked, your, sense, booked yourself into a corner with this match, essentially with that stipulation, because obviously they're I guess they're trying to stretch the story out to Royal Rumble. But it's like, I mean, other than Orton turning or Orton being, you know, go ahead. You know what I could see what happened? All right. So let's say Brian turns. Then what if we have John Cena come out? And say like, hey Brian, like what? Is, and then Brian's like, I always hated you. Screw you. Blah 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 blah. And then it becomes this very big like John Cena versus the Authority versus like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn sort of thing. You know, you know what might happen. You know what might happen. What? And and because I, uh, I I don't know. No, no, not that. Because it's like, and I said this the same thing about the Sami Zayn like turning a hell in a cell thing. And, like, a lot of people were like, no, that never happened. That wouldn't make any sense. And they did it anyway. And it's like, I think that what will happen is Sammy and KO will cheat. Uh, Shane will see that they cheated and pull Daniel Bryan off of making the count or something like that. And Dan- and, and something will happen where, where, where Daniel will count. I, I feel like Daniel is going to count the, the match against Shinsuke and Randy Orton off of a cheat. And so it's not clean. So, so, you, can, so you don't beat either of them uh, clean. I can see that. So and and then and then it's like and it, it and Daniel does it in defiance, and that's how the I show ends. I, I think that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna cheat, and Daniel's not gonna see it, and he's gonna think that that Shane being too rough on them is gonna be like too much or something like that. And then he'll and then he'll count the, he'll count the match against them. I so think what that's you're what's gonna happen. Is this doesn't come to a conclusive ending. No, but now we have more questions yes. coming out of this pay per view. Yes. Okay. Nothing. Right. And, and nothing. Nothing is, is going to be answered, and I and the, I think the fact that we're going to have a talking smack after Clash of Champions is going to tell us where the uh, where SmackDown is going to go immediately after the show. But yeah, I I don't know. Clash of Champions seems like a whatever show on paper. I think it's a two match show. I think we're just we're just um, watching this to see if AJ is going to retain and if Daniel Bryan's going to turn. I think that's what's going to be. Okay. All right. Let's go with that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's the shows for this week. Uh, what's your match of the week, Mills? You've been watching New Japan. You've been, what's your match of the week? You've been watching New Japan this week. I have, but that's not my match of the week. <laughs> let me let me let me get a little bit more settled in. Okay, <laughs> what's my your match of the week? my match of the week. Uh, obviously, I'm going I'm going with the theme this week of uh, NXT R Evolution. 
I really would love for people to go back and watch uh, Hideo Itami and Finn Balor, the demon Finn Balor versus the Ascension and listen to that pop when Finn Balor comes out in the demon paint and when the Ascension actually has to get in the ring with him. I think it was a really good match. I don't think it was as uh, you know great as other matches on the show, but in the, in the interest of trying to be different, I think we should go back to the night that Finn Balor officially became like the guy in NXT and I think that was it right there. for the week is several matches actually I have been watching WWE's collections of match of 2017 wow and and I have forgot most of these matches existed um so I think last night I was watching Charlotte versus Bailey the one where Bailey wins the championship after Charlotte after Sasha runs in and like jabs her with the crutch in her tit but like it's a it's a it's a it's a good it's a good roll back down memory lane. There's a cruiserweight match on there. Didn't she lose There's that? Did she lose that like a nothing pay per view and it, it ended her streak? No, she you know she lost it on a raw. On a raw, okay. Yeah, she lost it on a raw. Um, but yeah, I'd say check out the collections. We're gonna have you know our end of the year show pretty soon, so everyone should be. Checking out the best shit of the year. Yeah, me and Mills are already... Like, you guys don't catch me and Mills' arguments. Sure. Or our disagreements. <laughs> we're, we're already trying to decide the categories. The format? The, the okay. format and the Let's categories. See. And this is going to be ongoing. I think my picks are pretty much locked. I think we're just figuring out... <laughs> What is what's going to be on the show next week? But it's going to be our okay. year. It's going to be our year in show. Um, I do. I mean, this. I'm, it's pretty fair to do this after the last pay per view, right? Like it's of of the year, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it, it makes it's always going to be that one match that you're just like, ah, so good. But you know what? Screw that. Too yeah. Late. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna do it next week. Um. If you guys. And and I think we should just do it next week, and then we we I think it'd be cool to ask people on on Twitter what their match of the year was, and then next week we talk about that too. How about that? You know, it's crazy. The match, if you only watch WWE, the match of the year is not clear at all. No, so it's, it's it's not clear at all. And the clear one is not from a WWE show. The clear match of the year is clearly from the not WWE show. Um, Absolutely, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Yeah, because I've been watching all these, and I'm like, you know, AJ Styles versus John Cena for Royal Rumble is great, but it doesn't say match of the year. No, like even um, even going to so. their pay per views, even 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 talking about WWE pay per views, like keep it a hundred. I don't think Clash will break the streak. They've had really regular pay per views this year that have had really like one or two good matches. Yeah, so, but yeah, so you know what? We'll get into that next week. Yeah, you'll you'll get our picks for the for the uh, obviously our match of the year next week and our wrestler of the year. But you'll also get a, a, a variety of other picks, and we'll also run we'll also run down the year uh, next next year. So in wrestling, it's been a crazy year, but it's finally winding down. So uh, just like this show is winding down. So thanks for watching or not watching, but listening again to the A Show. You can follow us on Twitter at OG Johnny Five. And at Meals TV, that's M E E L Z TV. Again, thank you, Meals, for joining us on the show. Are you going to be here next week? I will be here next week, of course. All right, awesome. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.